0: Welcome to the AR-15 Podcast. AR
1: fifteen podcast.
0: This is the podcast about your favorite black rifle. This show is for you. If you're building your first AR or you've been building ARs for years, there is something we can all do to take our black rifle to
1: the next level.
2: Welcome to episode 228. Or, yeah, 228. See, normally Reed does this, but right now he's barely got a voice, so I'm in control tonight. Uh, this is episode 228 of the AR-15 Podcast. Joining us tonight, Rocky Harrigan and Clint Walker. We're going to talk some unbranded AR, U.S. optics, and also innovation in the industry, and uh, pretty much whatever else comes up. So it's uh, going to be a good episode tonight on the show. Uh, our shirts are up for pre-order, teamed up with the Patriot Patch Company, patriotpatch.co. Uh, check out the partners and go to the AR-15 Podcast. Uh, each shirt you buy uh, helps support the show. And uh, we'd appreciate you um, listening and supporting the show. As those that have bought several of those shirts already, thank you so much for that. Uh, that's going to help us uh, get to Shot Show and uh, record some interviews with uh, those people like Rocky and Clint. So, with that, um, guys, do you ever get to do anything like fun with guns? Usually, that's what we we start out. What we've done with firearms. So, Rocky, do you? Is it all business, or do you actually get to have some fun?
3: It it's most of the time it's just business, but. I typically just disappear and test as much as possible. Although I did just give birth and I will say that, uh, it was a little bit more challenging when I was eight months pregnant, test firing rounds, uh, just because it, I don't know. I know the majority of the listeners won't really be able to relate with this, but it wasn't as fun as it once was, but now I'm getting back into the swing of things.
2: Clint, do you, I mean, I know you're out and about in the industry you got a bunch of stuff going on. Is it, uh, is it all business for you or do you get to have fun? Uh,
0: no, it's not all business for me. I, I have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, that's a prerequisite anymore. If I'm going to do any kind of, uh, work for companies or design or anything that uh, we got to have fun while we do it. So I just returned from a trip where I got to do some hunting, uh, both thermal and day optics, and that was epic. Um, if you haven't done that with uh, thermals, I highly recommend that you do that. Uh, took some long-range shots at uh, hogs and different things down in Texas. We took uh, one hog at like 540 yards, uh, smoked it. It was pretty awesome. People lost their minds. I, I was pretty happy with it. I was actually... I was actually more upset that I missed. I was shooting it to shoot it in the ear and I missed by about an inch. And I was really upset by that. And my guides were all, (laughs) they couldn't believe that I shot one at 526 yards. But anyway, yes, I do have fun. I definitely have fun.
2: Well, I didn't do anything nearly as fun as that. Reed, were you able to do anything with the plague this week?
0: Oh,
1: no, actually, but the funnest thing I was able to do this week was, uh, start specking out, uh, rifle barrel so i can put a 357 sig and a rotating bolt um, ar barrel so yeah that was pretty cool
2: that's Very right cool. your your unicorn is going to be made actually that's that's pretty yeah. cool
1: i mean you just a frankenstein their unicorn right <laughs> put that bad boy up on the electric table and wheel it to the roof and let it frankenstein after it right <laughs>
2: Well, uh, I have been busy, uh, working on the show. Uh, we just talked to Josh Waldron a little bit ago. We've got a mission 22 show coming out. So, uh, I have not had any time to pick up and actually pull a trigger. Uh, I've been recording interviews and, uh, praying that Reed's voice comes back. So you don't hear me just talk nonstop for the whole show. So hopefully some range time this weekend, but, uh, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, I am still waiting on parts for the AR build Reed. Um, my parts dealer went into labor. <laughs> so <laughs> there's, you know, it's not like I, you know, actually am delaying the bill. There's a really good reason. <laughs> I, I get it. It happens. Life happens. So, uh, I understand. So I'm waiting patiently. So hopefully by the time the kiddos, six months, a year, those parts will come. Rolling they are in.
3: coming. They yeah. are coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending an email right now. They will be there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we are excited to have you guys on. Rocky, it's been about a year. Uh, we talked to you when the Springfield Saint came out, and then we talked to you about uh, being a woman in the firearms world and and how that has helped, and it's been about a year. Uh, give us a little refresher who you are, how you got into firearms.
3: Rocky Harrigan, uh, my husband and I started a firearms company, and we started really just with one part uh, – uh, at lower parts kits is what we really focused on kind of tackling each individual part. And then, um, we've kind of built up to the point where, uh, we're sort of the go-to for your vanilla parts, the parts that are the same on every AR 15. So if you're builder, uh, if you're a dealer, uh, uh, we do a lot of OEM stuff and retail, uh, but that's where we are kind of thriving right now. And, uh, Really exploring with different calibers and, and moving on from there. So, out with one part, but check out our site, unbrandedar.com, or follow me on Instagram, Rockies Guns. And that's me.
2: And Clint Walker joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about you, Clint.
0: You know, uh, probably most uh, famous uh, for being a founder of Nemo Arms, um, first 300 Win Mag AR, and uh, did that. Uh, retired and then started, uh, Falcor defense, um, and, uh, did that for two years and, and, uh, thought I was fully retired until I met Rocky and, and her husband at the NRA show. <laughs> uh, but, uh, anyway, that's, that's where I got my, my claim to fame, so to speak, is in the precision AR platform. And, um, now I'm a consultant, which I don't like the term very much because I always think of like a banker or something like that. But I just kind of float around and I do what I like to do. So nice, that's me. Yeah.
2: So uh, Rocky, let's let's start with unbranded AR. I know you've you there's a there's a bigger umbrella there that uh, you guys are growing and expanding. But let's talk about uh, unbranded AR. What are you excited about that we haven't uh, talked to you about in the last year that you guys have coming out? Maybe. Um, this year, something that you're excited about?
3: Gosh, in the last year, we've grown so much. Uh, I think if, last year we just had the vanilla parts. We have uh, really expanded our manufacturing capability, so uh, we're starting to offer barrels and rails. You know, uh, a little bit more exciting stuff on the website. Uh, but we just recently got into um, some LEO contracting. Uh, we supplied the state, Tennessee state highway patrol with their rifles, almost a thousand rifles. Uh, wow. so we won that bid and, uh, so we're actually building rifles now and, uh, I think, uh, we're really starting to get some ground and, um, put together a really solid rifle. So whereas before we were just vanilla parts, I mean, now I can confidently say that all of the AR-15 parts you can really, uh, Get a really good solid, uh, American made product. And that's really what we focus on. American, we love American jobs. We love American manufacturing. And so a lot of our investments and the products that we're pushing, we're really trying to expand on that and, um, be a go to source, somebody that you can trust that, you know, where is this product made? Um, you can, you know, that when you come to us that you're dealing with American made.
2: So um, if, I'm getting it right. In a era of when we are talking about Trump slump for most gun and firearm manufacturers, unbranded AR has grown.
3: Yeah. You know what? It's interesting that people say that. And I just keep, we, our orders, you know, just keep going up and I, I not to boast, but um, you know, we've continued to grow during this downtime. And I think that's because we really do focus on quality. Uh, when you reach out to us, maybe not During the times that I was actually in labor, but I was answering emails, you know, while I was in the uh, labor and delivery room and shortly after birth as well. I mean, I really try and uh, stay involved. I went into the shop today and I literally was bagging lower parts kits um, because we were short on staff. So just being very involved and really focused on customer service and quality.
2: Now, wait a minute. You're the owner of the company (laughs) and you're bagging lower parts kits
3: my baby was sleeping so
2: <laughs> i understand that. and my Anywhere wife's probably <laughs> my wife's probably going to box my ears for making that comment about my parts dealer being pregnant so take thank you out of me for that but uh, i All think right. it just goes i think it just goes to the to the speaking of the the quality and it's uh, something that i've heard clint mention in interviews that innovate or die and a way you innovate is serving your customer base is uh, you know making sure that they're taken care of not only through the quality that you're putting out, but through the contact that you have. And you're very responsive um, on social media through Instagram, Facebook and those things. It makes a difference, doesn't it?
3: It really does. You know, when I uh, started offering rails and, you know, I say I stick with what we're good at. We're good at, uh, you know, your standard parts that are in an every air 15. We're, we're known for our lower parts kits, you know, and we work with, we were working with titanium and selling titanium. I mean, last year when I was on the show, that was something that we had been offering for a long time. Uh, that's what we've, we, we kind of test the waters with things. Um, and as we can afford to, right, we have to make good business decisions. We do the best that we can to offer the best products that we can. And so unbranded AR actually, you know, we're the sister company to the larger OEM distributor. And whenever I see a large purchase order, something that I think our clients would be interested in. I think that would, that could, we could push to dealers and to retail customers. I'd go for it. Um, I, when I decided to do MLock on the rails, I got all this pushback from people. Ah, you're not going to do key mod. And, you know, um, I had to make a choice that, you know, something that I, what I was personally, um, seeing as trending in the industry. And, um, we've already launched, a we're on the V2. So our second model for, for rails, we're just always trying to find a way, you know, as, as much as we can to move forward and offer what we can for, um, still making good business choices and, uh, serving the customers.
2: Now, when it comes to the the product that you guys move, what are your top sellers that you're seeing right now with people that are building their rifles?
3: So, you know, lowers, uh, cause everything we do is unbranded. A lot of dealers will buy our products and they will, uh, you know, put their logo on it. We actually just, um, we're now engraving. So before we were kind of outsourcing that, but we're trying to, you know, bring more and more things in house. And, uh, so lower parts kits are really our bread and butter. That's what we're known for. I mean, and I would say that the improvement on quality even there has is above and beyond because, you know, as we've continued to invest in um, the machining, a lot of our quality control issues were sort of out of our control or in the beginning, you know? Um, but the lower parts kit you're getting now is <laughs> way better. And, and the price is um, typically competitive with what you can find on the market. Uh, so that's what we're, I guess, lower parts kits um, and barrels. So um, I've, been pushing barrels quite a bit. And um, I'll say it all day long. I, I mean, you bring your barrel, I'll bring mine and uh, let's go to the range. And <laughs> I'm not going to put a guarantee on it for, you know, price wise with where I offer it. Um, I'll definitely stand behind my product and uh, we have a return policy and all that good stuff. It's all on our website, but um, just focused on things that, uh, that work.
2: So are you guys, are you, and I, I already know the answer to this, but are you content with where you're at or is there always something on the horizon <laughs> that you're reaching for?
3: I'm so excited about so much, you know, that I can't say <laughs> that is going to be coming. So um, follow me on Instagram. I have some really exciting stuff coming in the pipeline.
2: Awesome. Uh, Clint, so what are you, uh, your involvement with U.S. Optics?
0: Um I'm a consultant. <laughs> I think I mentioned that. Um,
3: and let me so, just say that I want to be Clint. So you know, <laughs> in the future, I'm going to be doing more and more Clint type things.
0: I hope so, Rocky, because I, I will tell you that what she was talking about in terms of uh, working while she was in labor, um, I know that that is absolutely true <laughs> because we were joking about it in our, in our group and, um, in fact, even last year at the NRA show, Rocky was very, 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 very pregnant and running back and forth across the hall and up in and down. Hills. In heels. In heels. Yeah. In heels. <laughs> she does not stop. But uh at at uh, US Optic um, you know, I'm I'm involved with uh the, the branding, um, the 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 product uh planning and development, you know what um what are we going to uh, release Uh reticle selection, that sort of thing. Um, it's right here in my backyard in Kalispell. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm involved in anything that they, they want me to be. They've got a great team over there and I just come in and, and, uh, and help where I can. I'm very excited to see, um, where us optic is going right now. I've been involved with that company for about four years. Um, Shot for their, uh, you know, shooting team was sponsored by them as competitive shooter. And it's very exciting to have them now in, in my backyard. Um, so that's, that's my role there at, uh, U.S. Optics.
2: What would, um, versus other optics companies, what would you say, uh, U.S. Optics has that others don't?
0: Uh, well, Clint Walker for one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so and Rocky Harrigan. Boom. So let's drop, let's <laughs> drop that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no ego here. No ego at all. Um, well, uh, first of all, when, you know, Rocky's talking about American made, let, let's talk about, uh, culture. Um, let's talk about, uh, true American made product. There are optic companies out there that, um, people believe are, you know, U.S. made uh, product, but actually it may be only one optic in their series is actually U.S. made. Um, for U.S. optics, every single thing is made here in the United States. It's sourced here. Uh, of course, the glass all comes from uh, Japan. I think that's universal across the board, uh, uh, Japan or Germany, in some cases for some optic companies. Um, but, uh, you know we have people that care at every step of the way, at every station in the manufacturing process. Um, there are dedicated people to um, to making sure that that optic performs at the highest level that the that customer has that expectation. Um, so you know that that to me is unique i I've only toured a couple of other optic companies, so I can't say um, uh, I can't speak to you know what's unique about uh, that in general, but um, you know, for us, it's, it is a, at US Optic, it's very much a family. Um, several people relocated from California. Uh, most of the company relocated from California up here to Montana. They're enjoying their, their first, uh, look at a Montana winter. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and we got hit hard too, by the way. We literally have like 12 inches of snow in the front yard right now, which is unheard of for this time of year um but hopefully the the team uh sticks it out and um we continue with that uh that family culture at, at US optics
2: i think it's uh, cuz rocky you were telling me that you and pat were behind the relocation of the company up there and keeping the continuity of US optics the team together was very important to you guys
3: yeah for us uh we you know we're always looking for great manufacturers great brands american made brands and so when the purchase happened, uh, we really saw that it was a gem and we wanted to keep and retain as much of that as possible. And it was really exciting because, you know, I uh, it happened right about the time I was giving birth and uh, when I was able to travel with my infant, it was really cool to be able to see the new facility and see that a lot of the people there all came from California they were really excited about the changes. And one of the questions that I asked the team there, I asked, you know, every everybody that I met was, how are you liking it? You know, because this is, uh, USO is really my husband's project. That's what he's been working on. And it, it was really cool to hear them say, oh, my gosh, the culture is great. You know, Montana is great. And, well, they hadn't been through winter yet, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but right. it, it was really important for us to keep uh, – you know, that gem, keep it going. It was already a great brand. We didn't want to change it. We just wanted to, um, be a part of it.
2: Clint, I see, uh, you have, you were with, uh, Nemo and then, uh, Falcor and something that really struck me is that you like building teams and it, it seems like you're a guy that, uh, if you're, you're not a part of something for money, you're a part of something because you want to be a part of it. Is that, uh, that's, I'm assuming that's true here at us optics.
0: Yes, I mean honestly when started Nemo we started that out of my garage and uh you know for my wife and I it was very much uh it was very risky you know we had to we we literally leveraged our home to uh help realize that project so we put it all on the line and um I know that Rocky and and uh, Pat did the same thing you know they they really were all in and you know, bagging lower parts kits at all hours of the night. And, and, you know, I tend to gravitate towards people that are all in like that. Um, and I've, I've said many times you build, build a good team. You can, you can build anything. And so right now our focus has been on uh, building a, a team. And I can tell you that each step of the way, not to take anything away from Nemo or Falcor, but at each step of the way, um, I find myself looking at this team, and, and just recently uh, we, we had a, a large meeting here in in uh, Montana that Rocky was referring to, and uh, we had a lunch break. We had a series of meetings during this week where everybody was coming together that were putting this team together. And at, at lunch we were driving, and I, I tend to think out loud, and I told these guys in the car, I said, you guys, I'm going to tell you something, I'm I'm used to being – you know, where, where I feel like I'm, you know, one of the smarter people in the room. And now I feel like I better have my A game together because every single person here is an expert in their area. And, um, like Rocky, I, I can't wait to get to SHOT Show, uh, to truly, uh, uh, unveil, um, what we've been working on, on the, um, firearm side. Um, but yeah, teams are very important and, Uh, because the number one asset is, is the, the, the person, the personnel. And, uh, beyond that, it's the customer. And if, if our team is invested heavily, then they're going to invest that same amount of passion and effort into the customer themselves.
2: You know, we're in that, we're in the fourth quarter of 2017. So it's a really, um, what I've learned doing this for almost three years now is that it's a really kind of time where you're like, Hey, tell me what you guys are doing that's innovative. And you guys are like, I uh, will see you the <laughs> third in January. We'll talk to you all about it on the shot show floor. So uh, yeah. i I understand the I understand there's a bunch of stuff that you guys are excited about to bring on. So um Rocky, can we talk about the parent company, Critical Capabilities? Sure. Is that cool? Yeah. Um, because I, I've watched because Unbranded's grown, and of course the acquiring of U.S. Optics. When you as a as a company, as you and your husband, as uh, investors going all in first, what does it take for you to acquire a brand? Because we know there was a lot of ramp up to the election. A lot of people bet on red and black one. And so there, there was a flood of makers out there. There was a flood of uh, new companies and all sorts of stuff. How do you dissect, how do you and your husband dissect which company you want to pick up like uh US optics which i'm assuming is under the critical capabilities brand now under the umbrella
3: you know what um it's standalone company really? so okay. for for us the way uh, my husband and i operate we're very business mind oriented we have whiteboards pretty much in our house and our in our at our work which is pretty much our house as well and well <laughs> we made a list you know right before the election of everything we're going to do you know, if red wins and everything that we're going to do if blues wins. And I mean, on that night, you know, we celebrated and then we got to work and uh, we were prepared for either option. And we made smart choices, you know, before that election and we didn't get ourselves into trouble. Uh, we didn't overinvest because at the time we really couldn't. We, For us, it's about making smart choices uh, and being prepared for the unexpected. And uh, because of that, we were able to really um, kind of hit the ground running right away. And I think that that's part of the reason why um, we were in the position that we were in to be able to go and look at companies uh, like U.S. Optics.
2: And Clint, you know, you you share the innovate or die. We've seen a lot of uh, companies purchase each other or, you know, purchase or gobble up another entity or take somebody... Is that, is that do you expect us to see more of that as we continue into 2018, 2019? Um, do you think we'll see even more attrition of the companies that are out there right now that maybe are trying to rely on the same old stuff? Uh,
0: yes. Um, you know, for larger companies, they have they have two ways of, uh, you know, attaining innovation. One is uh, either getting a team assembled that that is capable of innovating, and the other is acquiring an innovative company. Um, and in some cases, it's just easier to acquire an innovative entity, um, especially for these larger companies. I mean, we have all seen uh, larger companies. We're not going to mention any names, but we've seen larger companies try to come out with something that they said was innovative, and it's just been an epic failure. We've seen multiple versions of that, even since last shot show. Um, and, you know, I don't know <laughs> who runs those companies or what segment of the market they're testing to come up with, uh, some of these products, but they're, they're just not what people want. Um, so yes, you will see, um, you know, growth by acquisition and continued attrition. And those are good things, um, for our industry at the same time. This this time right now is an opportune time for that guy that is working at home in in his garage and he's got some cool uh, thing that he's working on uh, because uh, he can bring that to market right now. See when the market is 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 flooded, right? When we like during the Obama administration, there's so much noise; it's difficult for the little guy to get any traction, right? And now is a time where that guy working from his bench at home can gain, uh, some, some serious traction with this, you know, pocket sized idea. So, uh, it's, it's just a good healthy time for the industry right now. So if you have that
2: dream and you're in your garage or you have the idea for something, now is the time to, to step out and do it. I mean, it could be the next big thing that everybody's talking about at the next shot show. I mean, I think we have two examples of basically the American dream being lived out um, with Rocky and her husband and with Clint and his wife, you know, mortgaging and leveraging their houses or putting all in to do it. And I think that kind of, that mindset when when you guys are like that, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but that mindset, makes sure you make very careful choices. You're very prudent on what you invest in. You're very prudent on which direction you go to. We're not going to see, you know, a, a crazy caliber come out of you if if you don't feel your gut on it,
0: right? Right. I mean, that, and that's really just it. I mean, right now the, the industry has been very me too, right? Uh, because all we had to do was live off the fat. All we had to do is ride the tsunami. And what I'm hearing a lot of right now in, in the, in the industry is, um, uh, you know, wow, you really should support my company because, uh, you know, we hired all these people and, you know, business is slow. Well, here's the reality. Um, the, the the industry right now is what the industry always was okay pre-obama this is what the industry looked like um it it was it was no bigger or smaller than it is right now um we're just used to seeing all these different um uh things so people were living off of that and they would come out with something that was just a variation of it or uh, they'd say, wow, Creedmoor is really hot. I think we'll come out with a Creedmoor too. And it better be better. Uh, an example of that that I just saw recently is, um, you know, the Ruger RPR, I think is one of the, uh, an awesome example of a, uh, and a, I know we're, we're in the AR world here, but, um, this bolt gun came out. And, you know, I always felt bolt guns were a race to the bottom there for a while, right? And then Ruger comes out with the RPR and that thing is incredibly accurate. Well, you've got Savage over here going, wow, we just missed that boat and tried to answer. And other companies are trying to answer, and they really have to come out with something that is, uh, is in every way better. And recently, Savage did come out with something that's pretty BA. Um, so we're going to see that. We're going to see a lot of this edging for competition. We're going to see it particularly take place in the AR platform. And, um, you know, there is no room for Me Too anymore. There's no room for... Uh, you know, the guy that just came out and said, wow, I've, I've got this basic, you know, AR, but I put this badass Sarah job on it. Now everybody should want it. Doesn't work that way anymore. Um, so it, it better truly be innovative. Um, and I'm not just talking about the cut the paint scheme either.
2: I think that's uh, a benefit for consumers. I mean, I really think the consumer yes. wins here. And yeah, because you're going to see things that aren't the me too, as, as Clint put it. You're going to see things that are somebody's dream that they wrote down on a piece of paper and then made it come to life. And, uh, is going to be the next thing in the AR or the next uh, accessory in the AR world. And that it's an exciting time. I know you can, there, there is kind of a race to the bottom right now. I mean, there is. Uh, AR stuff out there that is just dirt cheap right now compared to what the prices you're paying, you know, at the end of 2012, at the end, you know, right before the election of 2016 and all that. Now it just seems there's out there and I don't think firearms enthusiasts, I don't think AR enthusiasts are really settling for, you know, just that basic thing that right now is a great time to build and even a great time if you're to buy off the shelf and you don't have to settle right now.
0: That's right. Let, if, if you're a consumer right now, you're a firearm enthusiast, uh, you know, in the gun community, let manufacturers compete for your dollar. Let them, let them fight to get your dollar. Um, that, that's how business should be. And, you know, a lot of people say it's not fair. And I know, you know, Rocky, you know, this people are, they look at a, a company that's successful and they get, it's like, oh, they must have uh, gotten lucky or whatever. Yeah, tell that to my wife when she was working, you know, at, at one in the morning at Nemo. Tell that mm-hmm. to Rocky when she was bagging lower parts kits at three in the morning in her in her house in Fayetteville, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't you you can't uh, take that away from some of the people in this industry.
2: Reed, did you have something?
1: You know, it just seems very clear that we're in a time now where the cycle of the expansion of the industry is really coming full circle. You know, there is this huge, you know, burst of buyers, this huge burst of interest, this huge kind of influx of people that wanted to get in on the ground floor and create their mark in the industry. And then everybody's kind of driven by this rising tide. Well, And that's all well and good, and it creates all of these opportunities. But then when it becomes lean, the the people who are working hard, the people who aren't here because of luck, they're here because they've paid attention, they've worked the extra hour, they've gone the extra mile, um, they're going to be at the top. And the people that that say it isn't fair, it's unfortunate, but it is business. It is the way that business has always been. If you cannot be at the top, then you either figure out how not to get trampled or you get trampled. And, you know, the advantage of the way that America does business is that those smaller companies that aren't going to make it can get bought up. They can get acquired. They're, you know, intellectual horsepower. The people that make those products innovative can be brought into new companies, incorporated into new teams. And that drives successful companies to be even more successful obviously we can all sit here and say that we've watched you know the remingtons of the world and um smith and wessons and colts kind of struggle with you know what happens when they become so large that they forget how to do that how to work a little bit longer a little bit harder because at the end of the day those companies are no longer what they used to stand for they're basically companies who are trying to address, you know, the needs of the shareholder, maximize shareholder profit. That's all well and good, but, you know, you get to a point where you cannot be who you need to be. And I think that's the exciting thing about this interest. We're seeing giants and their foundations crumble. We're seeing people being drawn out of the shadows because of opportunity thrust into the limelight with new ideas and new ways of thinking about it. I think it's just all gelling into this perfect storm of creativity. And I don't know how long it's going to last, and I don't know who the big winners are going to be. You know, in 50 years, who are the good companies that will be the new Remingtons that everybody, you know, thumbs their nose at because they're stumbling, stubbing their toe. But, you know, it's exciting. We get to see it all over again.
2: And that okay. is the word from the Ironsight guy <laughs> who has been suffering from the bubonic plague this week. I think- I think that it reads right on. I mean, we've talked a lot about the innovation of the industry. Now, if I was to ask you each who you believe is innovating right now that you are not affiliated with, would you be able to give me somebody,
0: you know, there, there are some smaller companies out there. I've, I've got one, um, next level arms, uh, next level armament. They're a smaller uh, company in in uh, Michigan, um, uh, another small group of guys that are just super passionate. They kind of transition from doing stuff in the automotive world. Um, I went to this, uh, show in Tacoma, um, over the summer. It was kind of like a industry, uh, show put on by Paul Wang of uh, Rainier Arms. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, John and Paul Wang, good, very good dudes. But, um, anyway, uh, um, they came out with a charging handle. Uh, upgrade kit, uh, for the MPX and MCX, uh, that Sig was making. So here was a company that, you know, next level makes their own AR, but they came out with this thing that, cause they saw a de- a Delta and, and the MCX and MPX where the charging handle is kind of wonky. It's kind of cheap. Didn't live up to the rest of the firearm. And they said, we're going to make an upgrade for that. And I thought, you know, that is a perfect example of, uh, companies where, they've got enthusiasts in there and a guy probably walked into work one day and said, dude, we could make this thing. Cause this thing sucks, you know, <laughs> but it, the, the, the gun itself is really nice, but let's make this upgrade kit. And, uh, and, and to show you how successful they were, another company went out and copied them on it, uh, which is interesting, but you know, the, the me too side of the industry, another one, I've seen, uh, strike industries, um, you know, those guys, I don't know how they do it. They get a lot of product to market. Um, they always seem to be right there. So they had a, a PDW stock uh, come out recently is very uh, fast looking, uh, really bitching um, looking stock. So um, those are two that come to mind uh, for me. Um, Rocky, I don't know if, if, if you have any others.
3: Uh, the one that comes to mind is a uh, Hudson. Hudson Firearms oh. um, out of Texas. I, I actually know Cy and Lauren personally um, from our military days. And uh, those are two individuals very similar to Pat and I, very passionate. Uh, they, you know, and I think they're doing it and they're doing it in this country. So I think it's important for business owners too and for customers to put their money where their mouth is, right? Firearms is the only industry that's predominantly manufactured in this country. And it's important that we support American-made companies, even if it costs a little bit more. And I'm seeing that in this industry. I think people are recognizing that uh, some of these no-name brands uh, are actually becoming brands because we're looking for quality and we're looking for uh, an American-made product.
2: I think it's, that's what we, we try to do here on the show is, you know, we, we bring you the, the technical stuff. We talk about that stuff. We do roundtable stuff and we interview. Uh, it's also important that, because I research the heck out of what I buy, um, sometimes spend six months, you know, looking at researching a project, unless it's a lower and then I, all of a sudden the credit card comes out and I just <laughs> buy them like the candy. But, um, I'm really, really kind of the, passion of the show one of the things is is Reed and I want to bring to you who the people behind the company is so you feel when you invest uh, your dollars I mean we know you work hard for them we want you to understand who's behind them uh, who's taking care of business and who they are and so when we have somebody on the show it's because we've had their products we know who they are we stand behind them and we know what they they're doing so that's why this show kind of a, a check-in see what's going on in we're in the, the fourth quarter, so it's like, I could say, Rocky, tell me what you're going to debut at SHOT Show, and she's going to say.
3: I'll tell you on my Instagram page if you follow me on Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will uh, say that
1: you will be we, the we've first been to know. For, We've been looking for <laughs> looking for four years, and we haven't gotten one yet, so we might have uh, to so, give it up.
2: Yeah, so that's, that, that's the thing. Where do you guys, uh, where do you guys see 2018? For the AR fifteen platform. Where do you do you do you feel like when we go to Shot Show and we look around, do you feel like we're gonna be excited for I mean we're already excited for the platform, but do you feel like it's gonna be the year where maybe I mean not for unbranded you guys, you guys don't need a comeback, but maybe the AR will make a comeback in a way.
0: I I do. I, I think right now, um, you know, pistol calibers are hot. Um and pistol caliber specific lowers, you know, where they take a Glock mag. It's not a conversion kit that goes into your magwell to to you know make it smaller. I think those are you're probably going to see a number of those at uh, Shot Show this year, and you know they're cool. People go out and buy them. Um, in fact, you know you might even see one uh r- rolling out at Shot Show that we might be familiar with. Um. But, uh, for me, when I, when I look at those, I think, uh, in fact, I just finished a, a project with one of the companies that, I mean, this is a half minute, at least a half minute rifle that we will ship with a half minute guarantee, right? Like it is that accurate. And it was, it was exciting, but it didn't, it wasn't like, wow, cause I felt like I did that five, six years ago, right? Um, when I look at the AR platform, I, I mean, I talk. I just had beers with a, a friend of mine, one of our Sarah guys, Eli Urian today, and we were talking about this. And I said, you know, for the AR platform, what I think would be really bitching is in the pistol caliber, let's see 10 millimeter. Let's see a 45. Uh, let's see a 44 Magnum or a 357 Magnum. Okay. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I don't know if anyone's working on those, but I I sure am going to be, you know, on on those platforms because to me, it's like why not go one more louder, one more bigger, and you know, do something that could really be super, super badass. um, Because of hunting, huh?
1: You know what they say, it's three sixty seven Sig is the gateway to everything. Oh my god!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! I was so hoping that you were going to take the bait on that, and you did. (laughs) Oh oh, oh, man! Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, you know, getting into multiple calibers, uh, you know, we'll see with the AR platform, but, you know, it, it's either gonna be higher end precision and, and just awesome, which I think the AR platform, I can, we can build a rifle that will compete with any bolt gun out there for precision. No question. Absolutely no question in my mind. And to prove it, I've gone out to these competitions and shot against guys with bulk guns and beat them. Okay. So we're going to see more of that in the AR world because manufacturing processes have improved because you have teams that are dedicated to that level of accuracy. Um, but is, is that, is it groundbreaking or exciting? Uh, that'd be a stretch for me to say that it, that it is. It, it's just a, an evolution, you know, a, de- a demarcation of evolution for the AR platform. But to be honest, not groundbreaking, in my opinion. Rocky, what do you think?
3: Well, I can tell you that with, you know, Unbranded, we started really with one part, and then we really tackled the AR-15. I can tell you that uh, we are looking at, you know, just firearms in general. I, I, I mean, I think for us personally, um, gosh, I don't... It's like so difficult because I don't know what I can share. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I <laughs> see I it. Say, but I can say that, um, you know, going into with companies like US Optics, I think you can tell that we are looking at other avenues and we are really just passionate about, um, quality brands, quality products. And, and, and I think for us, like we saw more than just, you know, um, innovation, which I think is important, um, you know, we saw a need. We saw too many companies going out just pushing crap products. And, uh, for us, that wasn't okay. And so, um, I hate to be the boring one, but when it comes to, um, what my focus really is right now, it's doing everything well and, and, and tackling things, you know, slowly. But, um, that's the business side of me. Now, the fun side of me, the part that wants to be like Clint, um, <laughs> you'll see that, Some of the companies that I'm going to be working with in the future and some of the brands and products that I'm going to be pushing that I can't talk about are very exciting stuff.
2: And we'll be able to, are you guys, you're going to have a booth at SHOT Show? Is I'm going to be there?
3: Abs. So I will be there at a booth and follow me on Instagram, (laughs) Rocky's Guns, (laughs) or find me on Facebook or send me an email. Uh, Rocky at criticalcapabilities.com and I'll make sure that you're in the know.
2: Well, um, we will, I believe we will track you down at shot show so we can get what's going on and, and get I'll, it out to you guys.
0: I'll help the, the salon. By the way, Rocky, the look on your face right now it, is the look that I've had with every guy that I know that it's like, I want to tell them so badly <laughs> what we're doing. And I mean, these are guys you know, that, are, like, I mean, they are brothers, right? And I'm like, Man, I wish I could tell you what we're doing, but I'll take it just a step further. Rocky will be in a booth on the main floor of Shot Show this, this year in January. And, uh, I hope that you guys will come by and, and see us there and, uh, we will celebrate this interview <laughs> and what we couldn't talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, we're very, very excited about it and, uh, it's, it's exciting on many levels. Yeah.
1: You know, JD, I, I get the distinct impression, you know, reaching back into my, you know, lawyer background, there's an NDA or something <laughs> binding yeah. these to to silence. Yes. You know, or, or yes. maybe it's some kind of a, I don't know, uh, uh, what would that be, uh, who, who, are, who are the Chinese? <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, you know, temple, temple the monks, monks, yeah, yeah. some kind of a m- monk oath. All right, we've talked. Yeah, they we, just, they're not allowed to say. I, I'm, I'm just speculating <laughs> that it's all legal.
0: Yes, but here, here's something that we will tell you guys when when we can say we will tell you guys, and um, there's nothing, Rocky. I mean, once we get right up to the show, there's nothing that says we can't shoot these guys a text and tell them what's up. And, uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe the day before the show opens or something like that. And, and uh, you know, because we really, we, we want to, we do want feedback from the enthusiasts. We do want people to, we're, we're, we're going to grab the industry by its shirt collar and shake it a little bit. Let's put it that way. Well, that's nice. always a
1: positive thing.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, we look. We, we really look forward to that. Uh, we're going to be there. We're going to be a range day. Um, we've all made plans. Uh, the AR fifteen podcast team is staying at the Hotel Smith, which is based in Las Vegas. So it makes the makes the accommodations. I mean, they got to put up with two basset hounds, four kids, but you know what? The the price you can't beat when they uh, all come to town. So right on.
0: Um, now, what do you is it, Reed, aren't you in Texas? I am. Where are you at? Where are you at in Texas? Well, I'm. I
1: grew up in in Dallas, but I'm north of uh, Dallas in King.
0: Okay, so uh, it's uh, we are actually in the planning stages of a media event, um, like you know where we take you know, get a, a cool group of guys out and we go hunting or something, we go do something fun with the firearms that we make and celebrate. And you already mentioned that you. Uh, drink whiskey so obviously you're gonna you're gonna have to come right and uh so we'll we'll definitely be circling back with you guys on that i promise
1: well you know this this must be a sign from above because the bubonic plague kept me from opening weekend so this this must be the universe trying to make it right with me i get you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and here I'm just mad that he's mentioned three
2: fifty seven SIG in the last six shows consecutively. <laughs> he, fin- he finally found somebody to take pity on him that's gonna that's gonna make it happen. So oh, that's
0: around
1: Yeah, so yes, direct impingement, uh red action, rolling bolt. So there you go. uh, I'm gonna get it. It's gonna be mine. I I
0: lo- I <laughs> All right, man. Slay that unicorn. I love it. So uh, is there is
2: there anything you guys want to share before we wrap up here about uh, your companies, your brand, um, anything you want our listeners to know? Rocky, they're pretty familiar with you, uh, with the times that you, you've been on the show. Uh, is there anything you'd like to communicate to them uh, about Unbranded AR, the, the, the mission statement of the company, or something
3: you'd like to share? So the biggest news for us is we just moved facilities. We needed a little bit more space. And uh, we're acquiring a little bit of machinery. So uh, we've moved to Hickory, North Carolina. And, um, you know, we've brought the team that we could. And uh, we might be hiring here pretty soon. So not to get, like, if you are interested in relocating to the area, we're always looking for good people.
1: Nice. You know, is always looking oh. for good companies. <laughs> <laughs> I think the governor really loves you guys.
2: Clint, what do you got going on? What would you like to, anything you want to leave on the table here?
0: You know, I just finished uh, a week down in Texas hunting with the guys from hero hunt. um, And I would like to give them a shout out, small organization. I got to hunt with uh, officer Dan, who was um, critically wounded in in the line of duty. Um, I really have a lot of respect for the guys at at hero hunt, the work they do for our veterans, uh, police officers, first responders. So um, I, I would like to give a shout out to Joe Towers and the guys at hero hunts. Thank you for what you do for our, our uh, veterans. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. Hey, Clint, um, when we get off the air here, let me get your email. Cause I'd love to get their contact information and talk to them about coming
0: on the show. Outstanding. That would be great. I would consider that a, a personal favor and I would be indebted to you for it. Awesome. Well, guys,
2: uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, you know what? We're in that fourth quarter. So the first quarter is going to be fantastic of uh, 2018. And we will be there live, and we will make sure we stop by and talk to Clint and Rocky at the booth and bring you that audio the, the days of SHOT Show. Um, our technical producer, Anthony, stays up until about 2 in the morning to make sure you guys get current audio from each day. We're going to be there at Range Day and on the floor at SHOT. So uh, we will be talking to Clint and Rocky when we're there. Guys, thank you thank for you. joining us tonight on the AR-15 Podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: And with that, uh, you can send us any questions or comments to ar15.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also subscribe and listen to the AR15 podcast for free on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, your review helps the show place higher in searches for potential new listeners. Uh, share your pictures with us on Instagram at AR15 podcast and tag your pictures with AR15 podcast. I took the family out shooting uh, about a week ago and uh, shared some pictures up there when we were out. And I actually got to get some trigger time. Uh, on my rifles. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash AR 15 podcast. Don't forget to use our uh, Brownells affiliate link for all your AR 15 parts needs. Uh, Rocky, where can they find you on the web?
3: Uh, website is unbrandedAR.com or Rocky Harrigan. Just search me on, I'm on all the social media networks.
2: So you can get parts at unbrandedAR.com. Clint, how can they find you on social media?
0: Um, I run the. Uh Precision Gun Blog um, uh, on uh, Instagram and uh, real real Clint Walker on Instagram as well. So, all right, and uh,
2: Clint, you sat down with uh, the Gun Collective guys and uh, David from New Frontier a couple weeks ago, right?
0: Yes, yes, I did. Yeah.
2: Hey, i I appreciate I appreciate what you said. I want to put that on record. And uh, man, we all have our opinions, and um, my soapbox moment for a second is. When we start tearing down each other in the industry is when uh, the other starts other side starts winning. So we're all going to have different points of view, and we're all going to have different uh, things that we're passionate about. Man, we just need to to learn to get along a little bit better instead of trying to cut each other's legs out. So uh, that's uh, my soapbox moment.
1: You know what? More than that, everybody deserves a measure of respect. We respect the fact that we all are free thinkers. We all have our own ideas. And you know what? All of us who... You know, signed a blank check, you know, uh, enlisted, commissioned, whatever the case may be. We did that so that we would have a place where everybody have that. And I think it's important to remember that nothing changes, no matter what happens in the world, to take that away. So that's right. Uh, okay.
0: Thank you. So thank
2: you, man. sir, for, for that. Rocky, thank you for your time. It's always good connecting with you. Oh, and you uh, play, uh, with that, we wrap up episode 228. And we'll uh, see you guys next week. This has been a production of the Firearms Radio Network. You can find more information at firearmsradio.tv.